PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. God damn it. Every company that I work for is getting taken over by another company or is taking over another company. Oh, man. That's the part of the jackpot, in case you didn't know. In case you did not know. We are in the midst of the jackpot. Yes. Whoa. Episode 380 of Cinema Caspariso is underway. Episode 380. Ay, ay, ay. Agburn. No habla escargo. Cargo. Delicious, <laughs> delicious uh, slugs. Sauteed, sauteed slugs? No, they're snails, not slugs. What, slugs are different. What are, what are, what's the difference? Snails have shells. Shells. Slugs do not. Wouldn't that make them tastier? I don't know. Because they're more out there. I, I've, the had, I've, I've had escargot before, and it's. Tiny, tiny, tiny ones or bigger ones? Tiny ones. Uh, in the butter, butter type sauce. Yeah, uh, yeah, with perno. And uh, is the snail flavor profound, or is it just a briny type Ooh, of thing? Ooh, I mean, it is definitely it, it. It's more like seafood than some seafood I've eaten. I bumped into that. Where you know, like the smell and the taste are very, very pungent. Mm. Smell is so much worse. God, uh, you 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 think seafood smells bad, Chris? Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, the, it's the smell, and then oftentimes some smells bad, and then you eat it. Oh, that tastes fine. It's weird, doesn't it? Uh, at least according to Andrew Zimmer. No, no, no. I don't really. You don't need like the awful and whatnot. I ain't trying to get into the stinky stuff mm-hmm. necessarily. Although, I got my call. I mean, I've, I've had some cheese that smells and tastes like death. So. Stinky cheeses. Yeah, sure. I mean, I've had like some blue cheeses. Where I'm oh, like, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Like that was, was a mistake. This is far beyond that, Chris. This like, it smells like a rotting corpse. Corpse, corpse cheese? Yeah. Are you sure you didn't accidentally just eat corpse cheese? Pretty sure. Did it have maggots in it? No. Uh, isn't there maggot cheese? Uh, probably. I think there is. I wouldn't doubt it. 
Uh, welcome to the Cinema Cheese Adisa with your host, <laughs> Drew Cogbert and, and co-host Chris Crespo. Uh, this week we're going down the stinky cheese road of corpse cheeses of Spain. Uh, Drew, the, I think this the is Alu- Italian corpse cheese. Oh, okay, we're we're getting more into the Aleutian uh, <laughs> uh, corpsey cheeses here. Uh, would you pair your corpse cheese more with a white wine, or is that a red wine type of thing? Well, I'm not a fan of corpse cheese or wine, so I wouldn't be eating or drinking any of it. And that's this week's episode of Cinema Cheese Adisa with Drew Cogburn, co-host Chris Crespo. Thank you very much, uh, Drew. Chris, uh, I think the theaters are still closed. You think? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm, 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 I'm sure the theaters are closed. Pretty sure they're still closed. It's been a month since we've seen the theater, uh, yeah. theatrical film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is correct. That yeah. was the hunt. Yes, it was. Going out on a not a high note necessarily. Well, I mean, I mean, it could have been bad. It wasn't terrible. At least it tried. It I guess I'll give it. I'll, I'll give it an A for effort. It got an A for effort. I'll, I'll do that whole thing. I, where, I'll where, give it an E for effort. Where you give it an A for effort, which pretty much means... The, it's very it condescending. Yeah. It's like, you <laughs> well, know what? It's, well, no, it's, like, it's like the old southern lady saying, well, bless your heart. Bless your heart, child. Some, yeah. some people will like you, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But it's one of those ones that are truly subjective. I mean, action movies, horror movies, comedies. It's almost like art is subjective. Mm, interesting. I don't understand how that works. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how my opinion isn't the definitive one. I mean, why else, why else are people listening? Ain't, maybe, that, ain't that the truth? Maybe they're hate listening, Chris. <gasps> That's for me. And my ego deflating quickly. So, thanks to um, the uh, the quickness of, of uh, independent theaters, small theaters, and distributors, they've set up this nice system of renting movies and uh we're just trying to stick to doing things through the Enzion so yeah. so yeah. they can get our bucks because mm-hmm. we are actually we actually use that theater we go there we like to see them uh stick around make it through this nonsense so of the movies available we watch they had a few documentaries now they're going documentary heavy also i'm seeing under wow. descriptions these are movies that were pretty much slated to play for a film fest yeah or or to it at least sense. be released yeah. um immediately afterward so here we go. We saw a documentary called Earth, which does feel very like I I would have expected to see this at the film fest. Yes, it's definitely that type of movie. Yeah, it's not you're not going to see this at a Regal or an nope. AMC anyway. I mean, unless Warner Herzog had made it, in which case, for I, some reason, I yes, I did think of yes. <laughs> like, this is like a, a not as good Herzog documentary. Oh, this is a wannabe Herzog. Yeah, a wannabe Herzog because no. it takes the time to talk to the people. Yes, no, exactly, and and hear their side of things, and like they're people, they're, yeah, they're they're doing their jobs, get their thoughts, and, like any doing. other person, they take pride in their work, yes, uh, and and it can be very difficult, yes, and this that the other, they're complex people, yes, even on simpler levels uh-huh. of just uh, right and wrong, and yeah, should yeah, I yeah. Or shouldn't I? No, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm I was surprised at how mindful they were of what they're of, doing, of what they were doing. So we should let people know what they're doing. Is that they're, they're terraforming. Yeah, they're literally moving mountains. They move mountains. They strip mine for coal. They what else they do? Copper they, as well. Copper. They uh, cut away a mountain for its marble blocks. Yep. The, uh, they What's clear it? land for uh, housing developments. Yes. That was the big first one. Yeah. I felt like they should. Well, could have left that one for last. That's like the most uh, oof. Just like we're just clearing all this yeah. out. And even the guy was like. Yeah, I like the view of the mountains. I've grown up here, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll, I, I'll prefer to see the mountains stay. And I, I don't like this view that we're doing. I don't but like what we're doing. Th- this is my job. And the guy <laughs> says, "Well, how come you can't just have more trees and more parks?" He goes, "Well, well, well, actually, I mean, we could, but but, but 
it would not be as profitable. And money, money, this is money, money, all money, about money. Money. It's all the whole thing is about money. The yeah. whole thing is about taking resources from the earth in in the name of I mean money and progress and you know the whole copper stuff is about how it's infused in so many aspects of our well, I mean, lives that we take for granted. Well, I mean c- copper is the oldest mined metal on earth since h- humans started mining copper before they started mining anything else. Uh so yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you can do do great things with it. You can do great things through copper. All things are possible. I'm not sure about all things. Copper works in mysterious ways. True. All right. Yes. Same of the copper, the sun, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Uh, we appreciate you as we take you from <laughs> the earth. And then, uh, well, I mean, well, can I, you replace copper? What do you do? It's not like you can replace replace a tree. Well, that's, I mean, I ev- that's the e- whole point of the documentary. I mean, eventually, over the course of time, mm-hmm. like I'm sure you could mine the landfill for all the copper that you threw away. True, because I'm sure there's a shit ton in there. That's true. There's other stuff in there, but uh, it's like, how do you? You can't. Can the earth replenish itself with all these minerals? It's finite, right? Things so. like that. No, no, no. Oh, no you exactly. see, see, Chris, so we... That's like, that's, and we're getting so much better and so much more efficient we, at, at extracting these things as part of the point of the documentary. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, the guy at the very end was, you know, brought up the... What I think is the best point of the whole thing, where... Which one? Which guy? The the old dude who's cleaning his pottery and he's like, people are shit. Yes. <laughs> the Italian guy. Yes. That guy was awesome. Uh, so that, that was very good. Uh, but it, it just brings... We, we as humans treat all... Like, our lives right now are based on a quote-unquote infinite resource theory. Yeah. Where, you know, we, we... At this point in time, technically, there are infinite resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, until we keep using them at the pace we do, and then they will go away forever. Mm. Uh, you know, it's just, it's it's unsustainable. It is unsustainable. It, the the whole point of the energy crisis over the years, and uh, which was abated for a while with shale oil, but now we're not going to any of that. Kind of a, a depressing movie, I think overall. Yes, the way the over, the, town, the way it yeah. looked at it. It was weird. It, it almost showed, uh, I mean, if you've ever seen anything like Samsara or Koyaneskatsi or anything like that, mm-hmm. uh, it, the the big views of the, the earthworks mm-hmm. very much reminded me of those movies. Yeah, sure. Huge shots of big landscapes, machine, giant pieces of machinery doing their thing. It is very awe-inspiring and yeah. impressive to see. Especially, I like the drone shots of the sites from above, mm-hmm. and you can see how it's like transformed the earth yep. and the levels. It's very well, no, cool exactly. to look and at. You see, you see this tiny little thing moving around, and you're like, "Oh, that's a vehicle." And then the next shot is a zoom in on the vehicle, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> fuck, that thing is huge! That thing is gigantic! <laughs> like, what a drone! What a camera these guys! Uh-huh. Uh, this guy had German guy, I think he was. Uh, he was. He was definitely Northern European. Some, he some he had one of those accents. Yeah. Um, I thought he was communicating with the Austrian people. In and, German? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, okay. he, uh, I like the, uh, it comes a little later, it comes at a good time. There's two, like, impressive shots of um, explosives being used yes. later. Yeah, my, those are very cool. My favorite is, the, <laughs> my favorite is the, because they're, they're so big, and they're being 
shot from so far away. Yeah, the scale of that the... you see. Well, well no, you you see the thing explode before you hear the sound. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like there's like a time delay on it. It's like, <laughs> it's like you see. It's like, yeah, it's like thunder rolling. Yeah, yeah it's cool. So interesting approach to it. Uh, also interesting how instead of interviewing people and then intercutting footage over them speaking it would be like here's a lot of shots of things happening and then here's the interview of the person just standing there and I'm like you could have cut this movie down by half an hour by taking the shots of the the driving around and Mm -hmm. stuff and then over playing over that the actual interview of the guy anyway you could just Maybe sped this thing up a little bit. Well, is, I, is I think the only, reason uh, why they probably did that was just because of how many languages there were being spoken. True. Yeah. There so were, they covered because it was all over. It was America, it, Italy, Austria. I think it's a. I think it's Spain. a little. I think it's a little easier for people to read subtitles when there's not a lot going on on the screen. That's very true as well. So you know, instead of, that way, it doesn't distract from these you know these giant panoramic views. That's a good point. Um, okay, you sold me on, on that. Good double feature for this. Watch this first. Watch Earth. And then do you remember, if you've seen it, the movie Manufactured Landscapes? Yes. Yeah, that was a, a good one. A documentary yeah. about, like, uh, it would be af- the after effect of uh, having transformed mm-hmm. the land, ready to build on top of it. Huge warehouses, big cities. Mm-hmm. Um, manufactured Landscapes is really good. I wonder if that's available anywhere. Um Check. So while Drew checks on that, Earth is available. We went to nzion.org. Watch it through there. Uh, it just essentially hooked us up with their account through Vimeo now that they had. So we watched it through Vimeo, essentially. Uh, it's like 12 bucks, six of that. Going to the NZion, I believe. So. Oh, you can get it on Prime right now. Manufactured Landscapes yep. available on Prime. So there you go. If you can watch Earth, and then if you have a Prime account, you can just uh, sit down and watch it. Uh, Man, maybe I'll give that a revisit. Yeah. Let me skim through it a bit. It is very Koyana Scotsy. Uh, Samsara. All those movies have been replaced now with the the digital series we've been getting, the Planet Earth mm-hmm. and all those things. Yeah, yeah. They've been... Well, I mean, it's it's just as good. Yeah. I mean, the BBC Earth people, I mean, pretty much just saw all of these movies and was like, you know, we can just like do this. This full time, yeah. I, I would be surprised <laughs> if there was even like someone who worked on Conan's Castle. Well, no, like, like yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure the cinematographer or somebody, whoever, a producer, yeah, yeah, was like, has listen, guys, yeah. yeah, like we can do this. Uh, highly, highly recommend watching Koyana's Katsi but making your own soundtrack. I highly recommend watching any of those and just putting on your own music. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to listen to. I mean, the music's already great. It's like Dave, uh, David Glass, yeah. David Glass, Philip Glass, David Glass is the 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 voice uh, the um, the announcer for the Shelbyville Shelbyvillians there no no the Capital City Capitals the baseball team and the Simpsons one of the baseball teams the reason I know that is because I was watching the Simpsons this week let's just go ahead the Earth thumbs up thumbs down watch it no. don't watch it no. yeah yeah it's pretty it's good, good. I'm it's a pretty fan good. I mean I'm a fan of documentaries like that yeah so. exactly it's a good documentary uh, transition to our media diet I watched the Simpsons this week uh, finishing up. Or I think I'm in the middle of season two. Mm-hmm. I watched a Dancing Homer episode where mm-hmm. he becomes the mascot for yeah. the, the isotopes. Have and then f- it gets called up to the big leagues and fails. My question is now watching it, instead of watching it week by week yeah. and not really noticing the uh, animation style change because it was kind of progressive, mm-hmm. binging it the way that you are, it, 
is there like have you seen the line there is a, there is a <laughs> difference between season one and season two okay so yeah it's, it's right for there sure. yeah. already there's a big difference because for a, me a jump in animation. because seriously it, it almost took me to where they were making fun of themselves for my brain to be like oh my god Homer it, used to it, look different. it did used to look different yeah and and the way they used to do often especially in season one season one was the weirdest yeah. one when Bart would say something and the top half of his face would go one way yes. and the bottom half uh-huh. would go another way. Yeah, that was weird. And like the first time you see it, it's like, that looks like an animation error. And then it happens again. You're like, oh, oh no, that, that's, that's just, a- <laughs> that was a choice. <laughs> somebody, somebody decided this to do that. I was like, this is what we're, this is what we're, oh, okay. <laughs> Season two, let's, uh, can we make them look slight? They're yellow. Can we make them look a little normal? They don't know where their hair begins and their head ends. Uh, so I watched the Dancing Homer one. That was a lot of fun, and also the one where Bart and uh, Todd get into a force into a head-to-head mini golf matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, great episodes, so good. Just really, also it's funny to watch because it's all hand drawn. Like a scene starts in the kitchen with some eggs being cracked into a pan, and, and Barnes is like, "You didn't have to, you didn't have to draw all that. Like that took just a little bit of extra work." Mm-hmm. It's uh, counter to the the super cheap Hanna-Barbera stuff that they were turning out in the 80s. And yeah. Well, I mean... It was cool to see. I mean, yeah, that was back before The Simpsons started doing the same thing. Before, yeah, now, <laughs> now it does feel so samey. It's interesting how it, it did have more character. Even though it's supposed to be the same thing over and over, it had more character being hand-drawn, and now that it's all computer animated... It's digital, yeah. It's digital, it's so same. Uh, that'll be interesting to see when that happens. That's like in the mid-2000s. Yeah. When the intro changes yeah. from the uh what was it a CRT TV the two yeah. TV one changed mm-hmm. from two TV to a flat screen it's weird man yeah. technology is strange uh so i've been watching that on D plus um rewatching stuff i rewatched some drunk history not rewatched but drunk history mm-hmm. i let a few seasons go by without yeah. watching so now i'm going back and cherry picking a few episodes and having fun with it there's mm-hmm. one with uh, Nicole Byer that's very funny where i forgot who is she Voicing whoever she was talking about what uh, was recreated uh, reenactment mm-hmm. starred uh, Tessa Thompson. Okay, I'm I'm always a fan of when they get the uh, like who you would think are like the goody good actors mm-hmm. or whatnot, mm-hmm. and like all of a sudden like they'll show up like doing some badass shit, and it's like oh damn yeah, yeah they make them do something. like I remember the first like I when I saw Mandy Moore on oh, uh, Drunk History. I was like, oh, that's, okay, so we're going there. That's funny. <laughs> that is really funny. You know? Uh, this is also kind of, uh, I think this is a coincidence, but in 2018, I watched an episode where part of it was about Mr. Rogers uh, okay. saving PBS. Yeah. Guess what they got to play Mr. Rogers? <laughs> Colin Hanks. Hey! They were, at least they were on it. <laughs> they, were, they were a little ahead of the curve there. Yeah. Like, we need the young Rogers. We'll yeah. get Colin Hanks near. That was a fun one. Uh, Drunk History is fun. I'm watching that on... Hulu. And the reason I came across that, Drew, mm-hmm. looking at my notes, I'm doing my notes all out of order. <laughs> this is bad. I should mark things off. Um, what We Do in the Shadows. Yes. Yeah. Watch that. It was good. Cool that they dropped two, two episodes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. Not in love with it, though. I don't know about you. What do you feel? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, in, st- I'm still in 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm in. So, I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching every good. episode. I mean, the first episode, I think, was 
probably better than the second one. The first one was the Topher one. Yes, Topher and the Vampire Killer. To- so yeah. where, where he's just like running around like staking vampires out of nowhere. Yes, and then Zombie Topher was pretty amazing. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, Haley Joel Osment doing yep. good work in that episode. I like how he's the the lazy familiar, yep. <laughs> but makes himself look like the good one. Uh-huh. And and Guillermo's like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> he's too busy killing vampires. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good episode. That was. was a lot of fun. The second one with the ghost one was like okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Although uh, maybe that's why they released two. They're like, hey, let's get the second no, one out of here. The the joke about uh, homeboy helping himself. Yeah, that was and it's like, uh, is this ectoplasm? Yes, yes. Ecto- that was, was hilarious. Ecto- <laughs> ecto- that was very yeah, probably yeah. This, <laughs> unfortunately, I think that's the highlight of it. A uh, joke that we saw in, in scary movie two or three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What was the Anna Ferris one? Yeah, no, was she, was she in all of them? I don't know. I think so. Um. Yeah, those are fun. I mean, I mean, they're good. I'm still trying to convince my parents to watch them. They got it as far as pulling it up on their Hulu mm-hmm. and, and then seeing vampires. Even though I keep saying vampires, they, them seeing vampires, like, yeah. nope, not watching. I mean, some people get, like, some people don't. I'm like, I just, 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 give just, a, I, just give it a shot. It is what it is. Just give it. <laughs> maybe I should make them watch the movie. I mean, maybe probably because yeah. if they if they like the movie, then they'll like then the they'll series. like. The but show. then again. Oh, I mean, as much as I do like the movie, yeah. I think the show's a better platform for it because they can explore more. The, yes, but I think if they watch the movie and they like the movie, well, then they're like, well, then you'll like the show. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I don't know. I guess it's an either or, yeah. either or situation. Uh, so I'm enjoying that. That's good stuff. Have you? All right, this is a case of me seeing a movie that I had never. Didn't even know it existed, mm-hmm. and then uh, I feel like there's gonna be other people who hear this and I'm like, "Yeah, this is my favorite movie." You yeah. know about this movie? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- these things go through the cracks, right? Yeah. Have you ever heard of a film called Virus? No, but I saw your Facebook post, and I oh, I wish I had Showtime <laughs> so I could watch it. No, Stars, so I could stars, watch Stars. Stars, like, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> stars is good, man. Virus is weird. Um, early, it's a, it's an early 2000s movie. A lot of things like 99. That was. I was not looking for these kind of movies. Well, in no, 99. see, exactly. At at that point in time, like I wasn't like I was only getting like the mainstream movies. This, yeah, this seems like it, it's kind of like an under the radar type of thing. Yes, under the radar, some sort of horror film, which I don't know how it was marketed or received at the time. I haven't bothered looking up its Rotten Tomato score. I don't know if people like it or they don't like it. I imagine it's kind of maybe a lower score. Well, now that you've seen it, let's check it out. Go, let's go ahead and check it out. I will say that I enjoyed it pretty thoroughly. It's ridiculous well, let's get your review and then i will read the rotten tomatoes if, if, there, we'll if, see. if there even is one i'm in, i'm curious about that so it's uh how do, how do you set up it's 1999 it's, it's it's maritime right it's jamie lee curtis donald mm-hmm. sutherland billy baldwin which is always a misstep Ooh. that's always the worst baldwin <laughs> wow low score probably oh, yeah yeah oh yeah 10 percent, uh, chris that's ridiculous how do how many reviews 48 and what's the average rating like a four like a five? Oh, uh, three. It, it's a bunch of cliches mashed together, but I enjoyed the way it's done. Okay. So it's, uh, these guys are, uh, they're a salvage, salvage team mm-hmm. in the Pacific somewhere, and they lose their, their cargo in a storm. So they pick up a reading of um, an abandoned vessel mm-hmm. uh, that is with them in the eye of a typhoon. Don't don't worry about all the setup. It's okay. re- maybe part of the reason why the score is so low. It's, okay. ri- it's ridiculous. Hey, I have a hurricane. But it's so fun. Oh, sorry. A typhoon, typhoon. Because, they're, because they're in the Pacific Precisely. Ocean. They're in the eye of a typhoon. Um, a giant eye of a horrible storm. And they're like, look, now we're away. Is this salvage? They go to it. Uh, and it's a giant Russian research vessel. Mm-hmm. 
that had connected with uh, a satellite mm-hmm. at the same time some sort of alien entity like passed through it uh, so the alien sounds... entity like shot down to the ship it sounds a lot like the first Star Trek movie mm-hmm. where, where Voyager becomes self-aware yeah, it was... and it comes back to fucking kill everybody yeah, but, <laughs> but this is where it gets a little different so, uh, this is where it gets more like hardware okay alright so now uh, they get to the ship and they turn the power on there's like one survivor in there who explains that whatever infected the ship need, they need to shut the power off because it was learning how to kill them uh, and what it was doing was this is crazy <laughs> it's a crazy reveal and i'm not gonna reveal everything so people can if they haven't seen it watch, can discover watch it. this crazy fucking movie but for sure what's happening is like the people that were on the ship uh they died in mm-hmm. different ways mm-hmm. and there's like uh uh all the different machineries like coming together and there's a room where there's assemblers assembling different creatures and robots and they're using the flesh of the dead people to like finish the designs Ooh. so some of them have like wings and stuff that are made from like the dead flesh of <laughs> and things fun and, and at, at, yes at times it gets really gr- like surprisingly gross looking okay. like whoa this is gory yeah. and uh so a lot of like crazy cool um robot contraptions uh and then they gradually become more and more like uh, robot human type hybrid things mm-hmm. and uh, Donald Sutherland's in it being all crazy like he's a crazy captain oh yeah. this is mom I need the money you know he's all just uh, money hungry mm-hmm. um, yeah if I had like like a Nick Cage in there or something someone who could be more fun than Billy Baldwin I feel like oh, it, see, it, it'd be, that's what killed it yeah it'd be more of a campy that, there Chris that's why nobody saw and nobody's ever heard of Virus well, well, for, because, for the most part right because someone decided to put Billy Baldwin in it. It's like, we got a Baldwin. Which one, Billy? Uh, Steven? No. Uh, well, let's try. Damn it. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. She's fine. I think this is towards the end of her um, uh, addiction period as well. Okay. She had a, a, over a decade, decade and a half there. She revealed this recently where she was just uh, uh, hooked on pain pills from surgeries and stuff and all that. Anyway. I enjoyed it. I thought it was... Maybe just because I hadn't seen it before. And I was like, what? Yeah. A 90s Donald Sutherland, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I mean, it, sort of body horror movie. I mean, A, you, were, you weren't expecting it. Uh, you didn't know it existed. Right. I, I, I think you were probably more judging it on the people who are in there and the work that they've bo- done both in A in the past and B since that. And, and yeah, and the relative weirdness of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I think that yeah. I think that's what it was. I, I think just like everyone else, like, or like the rest of the world, if you had seen it at the time, you would have dismissed it oh. just like them. But then I also, at the time, to be fair, would have been 17 exactly. 18, 17. No. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, not really. Had I even seen, I think I may have just seen Pi. I don't know. Maybe I would have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Pi. I hadn't seen Iron Man yet, though. Tetsuo. The- <gasps> And then, yeah, it reminded me a little. That was another reference I wanted to throw into my description. It, it, so it is sort of, and these are big names, but it is very hardware meets Event Horizon yeah. because of like an otherworldly mm-hmm. infestation uh, with a little bit of Tetsuo in there yeah. in like the ways you would imagine when yes. I say Tetsuo. Okay, yeah. fun. <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth seeking out. Stars is good. <laughs> I like stars. Um, I rewatch Attack the Block on Crackle. Okay. 
I haven't seen that one in a while. I just felt like I wanted to, I wanted to look at the, the aliens again and how all that stuff was done. Those weird furry fanged apes. The the big gorilla wolf like gorilla motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Something they kept calling them. The with the glow in the dark mouth. There's one yeah. shot where one of them bites a dude, and then you can see the blood on its teeth and its mouth, and it opens its mouth. I was like, how come they didn't do this more? Because this looked really. No. That's a very striking image. It looked really cool. I was uh, I forgot how cool looking the movie is and because of the smart use I guess it was the holiday there's fireworks going off everywhere and they use fireworks for as weapons mm-hmm. it's a lot of like smoky rooms yeah. and things lit up in different colors uh, so it's a very stylish smoke always looks cool yeah it looks cool when it's lit up in like alternating yellow purple green and then there's like something super black coming out of it with a blue mouth yeah. it's very highly designed and uh, fun and it's also the beginning of John Boyega, the John Boyega story. Yes. Because that was his, mm-hmm. first, uh, his first movie. Uh, Attack the Block, good stuff. Finish reading The Peripheral. And? Bob Gibson's fantastic. Uh, Prescience, I feel, in many ways. I can see it being uh, an HBO or Netflix series. And, uh, oh, you better fucking get in f- line. Five years, six years. I was about to say, you better get in line with everything that these, those motherfuckers are pushing out. Yeah, exactly. It's going to take a while to... But it's worth it. It'd be, it'd be worth them doing. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very, very good. And, uh, yeah, so that's it. That's what it's for me. What do you got, Drew? Uh, I, I watched what we do in the chat as well. Did you watch uh, this episode of Westworld this week? I did. Yeah. Genres. Yeah, it's very interesting. I want to take some of that take, shit. Take some <laughs> I know, it seems a little... Yeah. Little, <laughs> I got to build up the genre. <laughs> I could just jump into the genre right away. And he just stuck him with it. Yep. That dude, that party drug. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. You know what was the most shocking thing to me watching Westworld? What? When the episode ended, and then it was like three episodes to go. Yeah. And I was like, no, what? No, exactly. Wait, I feel that like... That got me too. Like, I was like, I feel like this just got started. Yeah. But, but then again, like, that was episode, what, five? I think so. I'm surprised that... So... Uh, that it still feels like a big... Like, we're still setting everything up. Yeah, it does. Or maybe it feels kind of Game of Thronesy. Maybe it's just because a it's so good and b I want more. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's, it's a good way. It's like what? Only three left? No, like, exactly. Oh, shit. Like, what the? By the time people hear, like, what the hell is gonna happen? By the time three episodes. Hear this, right now, the two episodes, like two episodes. That's only two hours. I mean, what's gonna? What are they gonna do? Uh, it's enjoyable. Yeah, and also, uh, Cassell. Or oh yeah, he's killing it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe this will be maybe they'll get us with this being like a mid season finale. Like we'll be back in like four months. Oh no, they, they won't now. They're not. They can't be in production I for know. that. That's <laughs> oh, we gotta reopen America, Drew. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. That was good. I'm enjoying it. So, what's good. so what did you get? You got that? and You got vampires? Yeah, I watched uh, the Beach Bum on Hulu. Oh, I have not seen that. And. Yeah, it was all right. Oh, that that was a very equivocal. Yeah, I, I don't know. It felt more like, you know what it felt like? It felt like this was uh, what's the uh, the director? The the what the hell is his fucking name? Harmony Curry. Yes, it felt like his version of Half Baked. Felt okay. like a very stylized. It felt felt like and it. it, it it almost seemed like it was made in the same way, yeah. where it was like a half-assed idea that just kind of got thrown together yeah. with a bunch of people, and we'll see if it works. And it's just do whatever comes to mind as we do it. Yeah, and very much because I mean, seriously, like the guy, like Matthew McConaughey, could have just like walked out of half baked into this movie, <laughs> into his own movie. Yeah, 
Uh, it's like how'd you feel about his fashions? His what? His fashion choices. Well, he's so I dressed like a woman. Really, that's all he's doing. I mean, yeah, he's just wearing dresses. He's a just lot. wearing dresses. More loud dresses. No, seems comfortable. That's all. Uh, and I don't, I don't. I mean, it's, is it California they sh- they shot it? Is it, I don't. Is it an LA story or is it a Florida story? Ish, ish. I, I, I no, I really oh. couldn't. No, no, Keys, Keys. So Florida and Miami. Keys, okay. Florida and Miami, so it's a Florida story. Okay. Uh, Zach Efron, I can't tell what time period his character is from because he's vaping yeah. with like one of those big robot dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also wearing Jinkos. <laughs> so They're coming back, baby. He, he's ahead of the curve. They're coming back. I don't know. It was weird. It's a return of the '90s style. It was a strange movie. Were they really a baggy Jenkos or were they smaller Jenkos? No, they were huge. They were huge Jenkos. Huge, like straight fucking 1998. So, so they're ironic Jenkos. Ironic Jenkos. I don't know. It was it was a weird movie. It wasn't all that good. Weird, not all that good. See, that's mm. the thing with this. I've heard such a range of reactions. Mm-hmm. Some people like really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and some people like. Straight up loathe it. It feels there's more, a lot of people in the middle. Yeah. Which is like, eh. It feels more like a um, like they could have just called it Florida Man, Florida Man, but uh, like mocking mockingly Florida Man, no lovingly, or, or like uh, like this is a loving portrait of a dumbass. It would be lovingly of a Florida cracker. Yeah, well, because I mean he's he's more like a uh, like imagine if uh, Jimmy Buffett got mixed with. Hunter S. Thompson. Mm, okay, kind of a and they write po- philosophical and he writes poetry, druggy philosophical philosophical. Um, yes, oh, in this case, poet. Yeah, poet. <clears throat> I feel like Keys is different from the rest of Florida. It is. It's got its own culture. It is. It's, it's its own thing. Yeah, it's, it's more Caribbean island life. Well, not only more Caribbean, but I mean, it's just almost like. Vacation, like it's permanent vacation over there. Endless, <laughs> endless summer. Yeah. It's endless summer in the Keys. Yes. The only bummer about living there is that it's going to be underwater soon. Exactly. And who knows? I mean, the, the, this summer's storm could bring it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well, it's also, uh, I mean, it's also about a, uh, you know, a story about a white guy failing upward his entire life. So. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forrest Gumping his way through it. Yeah. Pretty much. That's that's oh, that's hard. It's harder and harder to do that these days. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Feel sorry for you white guys. <laughs> you used to be able to just oh yep. Well, and actually, uh, I guess maybe you're a filmmaker. That, that's actually a, quite a good segue because uh, I wa- also watched a uh, a comedy special, the new Crest Dilia special on Netflix. Yeah, yeah called seen, No Pain. I've seen that popping up. And uh, the whole gist of it is basically, you know, he's a rather well-to-do white guy, mm-hmm. and he hasn't really gone through pain very much mm-hmm. so he makes fun of the fact that he hasn't gone through the pain because you know most comedians is you know i did this i did that you know bad things lead to you know tragedy yeah. leads to comedy yeah yeah and he's just like yeah i haven't really had that much tragedy in my life it's like my parents aren't my parents are still happily married uh they were awesome they raised me well uh i've failed upwards my entire life yeah. uh, everything's pretty great <laughs> but he also does it he does a bit like everybody these days about you know the the, the change in culture and this that the other mm-hmm. and uh, he basically just says that it's kind of hard for white guys these days because they have to put their penis away more <laughs> yeah like poor Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. oh that's a that... Louis what did Louis C.K. deserve deserve all that dirty... oh wait that's right <laughs> uh, so you enjoyed it yeah it was it was, it was all right just standard hour yeah on stage not yep. in, uh, okay nope nothing fancy he's been 
And uh, I watched. That's a thumbs up. That's gonna recommend the new season of Bosch. The whole season, Mm -hmm. man. People, I have season (laughs) six. You are now the third essentially person to be like. I've watched the entire season. Well, I had nothing, and, it, I, and it just came out. I had nothing to do yesterday. No one, no, no one has nothing to do anymore. <laughs> well, no, exactly. No one so, has nothing to and do. It, I mean, it, it was fine for what it was. Just fine for what it was no. compared to the last season. Better no, I mean, uh, I mean, Titus Welliver is getting older. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure, sure, sure. So, you know, and this is season seven. So there's kind of only so many places we can go with these stories and these characters. Is it season seven or season six? I thought it was either six. Whatever, whatever it was. Whatever. It's the latest season. Yeah, that exactly. just came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah my, my brother watched it. I mean, I, I always thought it was just kind of mediocre at best anyway. Sure. So. It's a dad show. Mm-hmm. It's uh, If it were on TV, it'd be on TNT. Fuck. Speaking of dad shows, uh, did you see the, uh, the trailer for the Perry Mason on HBO? I didn't watch the trailer, but I saw, yeah, it, that they, they're not promoting it. Chris, <laughs> oh, it's going to be really weird when I like this fucking Perry Mason show <laughs> because it it looks more like like it looks more like our style of like weird, dark, prolonged. Like it almost looks like David Finch's Perry Mason. It's so weird. <laughs> That's maybe you know, what they were thinking. You know, they made v- very procedural and dark and like, how can we update? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's do gritty Perry Mason. Yeah. It's what, it's what they're doing. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait for my gritty Dick Tracy. That's going to be interesting. Ooh, but they still have to have radio watches, radio watches. <laughs> Everyone's got bright colors. Coded. Yeah. 100%. Oh man. Can I get, uh, Ooh, all right. I need. I guess we'll get we'll get Ridley Scott to do the first one, so I can have Deno, Denny Villanueva do the second oh, one. Oh, okay. That <laughs> I'm proud yes. of that. Yeah, yeah. The first one will be weird, and everybody will like this is a really arty Dick Tracy movie. And then Denny Villanueva will come back in, yeah. make it just as arty, but make it make more sense. But then <laughs> yeah, he'll do Dick Tracy twenty four and nine, and then James, <laughs> James Cameron will do the third one, and he'll do Dick Tracy's, where it's like now uh, Dick Tracy's part of a Space Marine Corps. Yes. And, and, and uh-huh. uh, the solving <laughs> crimes in space, and then uh, and then we'll have all in three D uh, underwater. Then then Dick Tracy resurrection, where a clone of Dick Tracy <laughs> sleeps with himself to create a <laughs> the first clone of Dick Tracy. The first clone of Dick that, Tracy. That's how it works. Who did it? Space baby, <laughs> back to Earth. So Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more 2001, but no, you're right, Superman. Okay. No, it's Superman Dick Tracy. That's okay. that's much better. Gotcha. Super Dick. <laughs> That cannot be the name of this episode. That is misleading. <laughs> Super Dick Tracy, maybe. Super Richard. Super Rich Tracy. That's a different. That's my Richie Rich spinoff. Okay. <laughs> Richie Rich's cousin, Rich, Richie Tracy. Rich Tracy. There's yes. Richie Rich. Then Richie Tracy. Guys, we need to take a break, obviously. Oh, uh, things, I, things are falling apart. Oh, you got something else? I'm one sorry. more thing I wanted yeah, 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 to mention. Uh, on Spotify, I found a, a new artist that I've been listening to a lot Ooh, of. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I got into this band called Frameworks from okay. uh, listening to Tycho. And then from listening to Frameworks, uh, Spotify recommended this guy called Lapa, L-A-P-A. And his album is called Spirit Vessel, and it's awesome. What kind of it's uh it's like a like it's electronic music sure but it's more along the lines of I mean it sounds like Tycho but imagine if Tycho was making music with like weird sound effects almost like there's definitely like 
a kitchen timer and like clocks and bells and all sorts of weird things. But it's really good. Oh, yeah. All right. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Spirit Vessel yes. by Lapa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. All right. There Found that yesterday. There we go. Very cool. Hot off, hot off the recommendation presses. There we go. Thank you, Drew Cogburn. I appreciate it, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's take this break. I'm going to play. Remember I told you last week about this groove pad thing I've been playing with? Yes. So I came up with this little like synth horror A beat thing, thing, thing mm-hmm. beat. That's, uh, I have a name for it. It's called... Uh, I'm going to eat your brains and then parentheses and gain your knowledge. Close parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) So, hope people enjoy this stupid little thing. And we'll be back in a couple minutes, the second half of the show. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder.
long as you use the enchanted primer first show me the way to what to your, 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 your possible futures of prosperity and and uh, well-being you know you can hold on to it you know what the magical nope, i'm good paintbrush nope. of outer nope. earth nope. no no you can keep I, it i found it you can keep it i found you it can, at an antique shop you can go back to your cave i was gonna and keep it there old bearded bald man it's kids these days, Dan. Again, don't appreciate a magic paintbrush <laughs> when it literally slaps them in the face. What are you going to do? Um, well, don't you dare resell that enchanted primer. That stuff's hard to get. I mean, I told you to keep it all. You do with it what you want. I'm not, I'm not taking it with me. Guys, here we go. 380. I'm back on track. Uh, we got the cinema so at gmail.com email address. No one use it. Nope. That's fine. There we go. I was just waiting for it to come out. <laughs> uh, people probably I was, thought I was thinking. I was wondering what the pause was about. Yeah, people thought I was wondering, but no, I was just I was just waiting for that thing to come up. Sorry about that. Uh, Drew Cogburn is on the internet at. Don't find me on the internet. Don't bother me. Thanks. Actually, Drew, it's your day. It's Antihero Four One Nine Day. Congratulations! Is, right. Here we go. Celebrating four hundred nineteen so, days of Drew Cogburn. So follow at Drew Cogburn on Twitter. It's not me. They do a better job than I ever have at anything that has to do with social media. There you go, at Drew Cogburn, and uh, uh, find him. Find him on Facebook and friend him. And then when he doesn't uh, accept your friend request, send him messages. Mess- Facebook Messenger. Yeah, because I'll, I'll I'll accept those and read that shit totally. And then uh, find him on Instagram and then DM him. Slide into his DMs. Slide into those DMs. Yeah. Please don't. Andrews the Cogburn. In the Facebook group, Cinema Crest Producer Facebook group, put up a question slash comment thread people can use to to post whatever in there that we can read on the show and uh, that has been used this week and like the email so that's fine there we go drew you got him you got him ready yep yep let's hear it what we got uh we got a couple things from gabe what's up gabe let me let me give him his uh his thing all right there we go gotta love florida right i i i do we this opening of the beaches followed by the public's rampant disregard got me thinking Mm -hmm. what movies would have a totally different trajectory if the character just stayed inside. You can come up with your own. Uh, if not, rank my plot changes worst to best. Jaws, maybe don't go swimming when there's concurrent shark attacks in a short period. Stay home. Sure. Everyone stayed off the beaches. There'd be no movie. There'd be no movie. Because mm-hmm. the sharks would just play. Oh, there's no food here. Yep. Jurassic Park, maybe don't go on a tour of the park hours before a hurricane hits. Stay inside. Yeah, you'd think they would have saw that come up on the radar. Oh, right? that, they, would, they, they would have had, like, weeks coming. notice. Got 
we got a system format out here. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Stay home, guys. Once again, no movie. Okay, stay home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, this guy, Yeah, this guy's creepy, but he hasn't harmed you that bad. He has food. Stay inside. He just wants a surrogate daughter is he all. He does. That's all he's looking for. Something wrong. He seems like a nice guy. He I mean, a, he's... He I'm, jukebox. I'm, I mean, he's definitely cracked psychologically, but you know. Other than that... If you keep him happy, then you stay safe. Should have stayed inside. Uh, the mist! You're in a store. Stay stay there. Actually, I, I disagree with that. That's really where this shit hits the fan is when the people are in the store. There's just too many people oh, too many people in there. If you were in a store by yourself, then it'd be a good place to stay inside. Oh well, yeah, I mean I'm pretty sure the moral of the mist is uh the people who if, left if, if, if the if there if there is a mist, put the people who believe in God out there. Yes, that is the moral. <laughs> if you believe in God, you're not out of my store. Kick them out. <laughs> kick, kick out the God-fearing. Yes. Uh, it comes at night. It's a damn pandemic out there. Don't go trusting strangers that broke into your house. Social distance. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's a very social distance. Yeah. Distancy mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Stay inside. Yeah, stay inside. Um, how about the movie uh, When a Stranger Calls? That's the one where a girl keeps getting harassed on the phone and mm-hmm. then uh, like, I'm going to kill you or whatever. And then they're like, we're going to trace the call. And then like the call's coming from inside the house. <gasps> if, if she stayed inside. Yeah. Everything would have been fine. She would have died. No, because oh, the killer was yeah. already inside the house. Oh. Inside man. Inside man. Clive Owen stayed inside. <laughs> he did stay inside. He did stay inside. And that was the point. But then what if he stayed inside even more that he just died in there because he ran out of like nature's valley bars. Or whatever. What was it? I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Where else can we stay inside? Um, Robocop. If uh, if Peter, if uh, Alex Murphy never went to uh, work, he would not have become Robocop. Stay inside. Yeah. Stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, everyone just stay inside. It's safer. That's, unless. The terror is inside that he got to leave the house. And also from Gabe. What's up, Gabe? I fell in a YouTube rabbit hole and found out some shit I want to hear your oh, opinions on. Hope he didn't sprain an ankle or anything. Falling down that hole. First, Kurt Russell Soldier is a spinoff of Blade Runner. So, Second, yeah. Blade Runner is embedded in the Aliens universe. Mm-hmm. Link below. Four minutes. Uh, yeah, the guy who co-wrote or wrote one of the several passes on... Um, Blade Runner, mm-hmm. his name's David Peebles. Mm-hmm. He also is like a co-writer on uh, with his wife on 12 Monkeys. Okay. He uh, came up with a bunch of stuff in there, and he's a credit writer. And he wrote Soldier, mm-hmm. f- uh, which got directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. I was about to say, Soldier feels very much like... Uh... Like the story of like Ron Batty's character. Ron, yeah, <laughs> he is because he's a replicant essentially. Yeah. He's a soldier out on some weird planet doing fucking weird things that he yep, doesn't so, want to do. So he makes reference to uh, like the Tannhauser Gate, which is uh, used in Roy Batty's speech, but it's an often used sci-fi cliche. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the shield of Orion, he mentions. So yeah. he mentions similar things in the wreckage. You can see like a spinner car in the mm-hmm. wreckage at one point. Uh, so it's very much like parallel, like it happens in the same universe type mm-hmm. of thing. He's pulling from Philip K. Dick. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's somehow established that like Wayland, Peter Wayland, Wayland Utani, and all mm-hmm. those, all those things are in the same, uh, same world, same universe as because uh, really Scott produced. I was about to. I mean, it, 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 it does make 
perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, when you see, like, especially like David and Prometheus, like mm-hmm. he's a fucking replicant. He is a replicant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, so it's like how far along yeah. did they take the Tyrell? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, really, it's Tyrell, and then it was what's his name? Um, Blindy. Lady McBlindinson, Jared Leto. Yes. Supposed to be an older character, uh, played by an older actor, and they end up going Jared Leto. Very interesting. Mm. Imagine it played by like a Michael Caine type. Michael Caine. That'd have been cool. That'd have been weird. Um, Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Interconnected (laughs) universes, they exist in ways outside of like Marvel wasn't the first one to do it. No. And uh, uh, there is an interconnected sci fi world there. Yeah. I mean, uh, apparently. E.T. and uh, Star Wars are in the same universe, so, you know. That's right, because the E.T.'s are in the Galactic fucking Council. I mean, they do say it a long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy far, far, far away, yeah. meaning so it's like relative to our galaxy. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh-huh. They, yeah. they yeah. do acknowledge that. That's, yeah. that's, that's fine. It's like how, um, I can't think of another one. No. It's like how Indiana Jones is in the same galaxy as Kung Fury. Yes. Because they both have Nazis in them. Yes. Right. That's the way that works. It's not? Um, all right, there we go. Let's get into a whole bunch of uh, movie news, story type things, a whole bunch of uh, uh, Dune uh, oh, pr- promotional images got released this week in various ways. First, there's just one image of Chalamet on a beach. Um, and then the next day, they put out like 10 pictures of a whole bunch of people. And then the day after that, Zendaya put out a picture of just her mm-hmm. in her uh, her still suit with blue eyes and yep. stuff. So it's a uh, very interesting. The look looks very uh, very cool, very fun. Yeah, I mean, it, in all reality, it just looks like they took the suits from the original Dune and put armor on them, made them a little a uh, little more tactical looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chalamet on why he decided to do the movie. The immediately appealing thing about Paul was the fact that Paul's the character he's playing. In the source of such detail and scale and world building, the protagonist is on an anti-hero's journey of sorts. He thinks he's going to be sort of a young general, studying his father and his leadership before he comes of age, hopefully a decade later or something like that. Uh, so he's asking me, he gave a very, well, I like the character type of answer. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, shit, man. The Denis Villeneuve is doing This is why I wanted to do it. you kidding me? Where's the other? I just got the same thing here twice. Man, it sucks. There's a... Internet got super thirsty for the picture of um, Oscar Isaac looking like directly just like spiking the lens looking right at the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you know which one I'm talking yeah, yeah. about? Yep. Uh, a lot of a lot of people are just like just drooling, digitally drooling all over. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. That guy. Man, I wonder if uh, if Denis has seen the book, Chris. Dune book? The book. I mean, everyone in Hollywood <laughs> knows about it, right? Well, yeah, but not everybody's seen it. Has he Has he had a chance to go to Yodorovsky and be like, yo, man. <laughs> Can I look at what you got? I mean, how how tight is he with Nicholas Wentning Ruffin? Because apparently Ruffin's tight with Yodorovsky, which is really fucking weird. Can you give me a minute with this guy over here really quick? Oh, yo, yo, Nick, let me see your copy of the book. You but, know you know, he's got a copy of but the does book. He just, but maybe he just wants, he wants his own dude. Maybe he wants to stay as far away from it as possible. Like, shit, I can't look at it. I mean, I get it, but still. Yeah. I mean, I just want to I just want to see it. I just play it. I'd be like, let me make the movie first, my movie. And, and then can I see it? <laughs> let me see your book. I want to see it so bad, Chris. Um, Dwayne Johnson. So we're doing a lot of Instagram quas. How do you pronounce that? Mm-hmm. Q ampersand A. Oh, Q and A? 
Chris? Like question and answer? Quanda. <laughs> Quanda. You did a Quanda. That doesn't sound very good. And uh, someone asked him who his favorite action stars are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gave one actor as his favorite growing mm-hmm. up. And then he name dropped a few others. You want to throw out a few names? So you think, re- re- keep in mind that he's a little older than us. Mm-hmm. So his reference set is slightly older. Okay. What do you think he would name as his favorite action stars growing up? Uh, uh, we're sort of, we were just referencing actually one of them, one of them, the franchise. We're just referencing the franchise. Oh, uh, Harrison Ford. You see, uh, I mean, yes and no. It's so weird. Like, Harrison Ford, I, I consider his movies more adventure than action. Sure. Action, I guess. Action adventure? Even still, more adventure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's weird. Like, I I don't think of Harrison Ford as an action star, even though he's goddamn Indiana Jones. That Well, that's his exact quote is, especially after I saw him in Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and then Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> oh, sorry. What? Sorry. It's American? Apparently. <laughs> My phone's being weird. I thought it was uh, from a galaxy. Uh... A couple other hints. I'll give you some hints as to the other names. Hey. <sighs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure he likes Schwarzenegger. I mean, he, there you go. That's I mean, another one. I mean, technically, he Schwarzenegger did hand him the baton. And, and fucking run, and run down, ten years yeah. too late, yeah. too too early. Too early, too early, but he did. So, like, quote. Then I love Stallone. I love Schwarzenegger. And then finally, uh, he goes. Now some older names. He's got a uh, this guy. You know what I'm talking about. The squint, the squint. <laughs> Think about the squint, and then the voice that everyone copies. Snake copies oh, the voice. Okay, uh, Mr. Eastwood. Yeah, it's Clint Eastwood. Everyone copies that voice. If you want to be a tough guy, Hugh Jackman copied it for Wolverine. Yeah. Um, Steve McQueen comes up because he did you know cop movies and uh, like bullets stuff like that, and uh, and then Charles Bronson, which makes sense. Yeah. So those are all the dudes, all the dudes that he name dropped for for his favorite action stars. Current action star Dwayne, the Rocky Johnson. Uh, a little bit of COVID-related news. Can't get away from it for a long, long time. Cinemark has tentative plans for reopening. Okay. We don't have any Cinemarks near us. No, I said it doesn't matter. But still, according to the deadline. Somebody's thinking about it. Someone's thinking about it. Specifically, Cinemark CFO and COO Sean Gamble has a target date beginning of July. Okay. I'm cool with that. Just in time for a tenant. Uh, yes, please. Obviously, in a way, that would be like, it would be depending on the area. Mm-hmm. Movie theaters in New York and L.A. will be the last to open in the country, mm-hmm. most likely. Mm-hmm. New Orleans ain't opening anytime mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really looked into the stats. I think we're we're doing okay here so far. Chris. I think people are social distancing enough here in town that it's not, I haven't been too hard. Chris, I will take whatever risk is necessary well, to I- see tenant in the largest theater as soon as possible. What I'm saying is there could be a chance that we could get, <laughs> we could get a theaters open in time. I mean, I, with I, with limited I ticket think, buy-in, limited seats. Like I, I think we'll be ended up seeing it. Like I don't think we'll have a chance to see it at Point Orlando. Yeah, that's a bummer. I think that area will still be closed. Yeah, so we'll probably have to see it at three. They, they can they like, can encourage people coming to the biggest room in town for like hundreds. Even doing social distancing there, you still have no. one hundred and fifty people. I, I think what and I'm, we we have we we actually have a chance of seeing it in theaters now. Possible. I don't think we'll be able to see it in seventy millimeter though. Not necessarily that we have a chance to see it in theaters. I think 
no one will always hold it out for theaters, even if it means yeah. 2021. Whatever. Uh, it just maybe we'll have a chance of seeing it almost on the schedule on the scheduled time. I mean, if if there's a shot for me to see it before they close the theaters again, then the let's thing. fucking do it. That's the thing. So <laughs> it'll be open. I'll see Tenet. We'll maybe see Tenet. one other movie, and then they'll try to Tenet. I'll be like, oh, at least I saw Tenet. But yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there'll be an outbreak again. I'm totally okay with it. Just, just in time for theaters to shut down. Uh, just cool. ahead of Wonder Woman. And then Patty Jenkins. Somewhere, <laughs> no! Somewhere she throws a glass <laughs> of wine against the wall. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> Fuck! Uh... That one too, yeah. I want to see yeah, that. I want to see that. I mean, I'm like, you know what? I'll take that or Wonder Woman so as the comeback. Yeah, both will be fine for a comeback movie. Tenant, obviously, I'm looking forward to more just because it's Nolan. Yeah, but Wonder Woman '84 looks like a lot. I mean, she's it looks bonkers. She's fucking dude. It's like it looks so fucking insane. <laughs> she's she whip ride and lightning, dude. Just that. Just the posters with all that fucking weird neon yeah, and that fucking gold suit just shining everywhere. It's just like this. It, 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 it seriously, it looks like Wonder Woman is going Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looks like. They, they took some good lessons there, <laughs> for sure. And we haven't even seen Kristen Wiig in full cheetah mode yet. No, no exactly. That's gonna be weird. Like whoa. <laughs> um, for some reason, I guess because, oh yeah, director Mary Heron, who did American Psycho. Mm-hmm. For some reason, a bunch of American Psycho stories are coming up lately. Okay. I mean, fucking wacky ass movie. Yeah, we talked about a few weeks ago how Christian Bale mentioned that he found out after making the movie that those fellow actors thought he was terrible on set. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it was only after that they saw the movie finish and they're like, oh. We and then we're, now we get it. Now I want to say what you were doing. Um. The director, Mary Heron, has another story. This is about the most famous scene in the movie in which Christian Bale's character, Patrick Bateman, wears, mm-hmm. puts on the oh, yeah. trench coat. Huey Lewis. Talk about Huey Lewis. Um, does a shuffle dance yeah. and then attacks this guy with an axe. The guy played by Jared Leto. Yes. Um, interesting story in which Mary Heron alludes that the surprise on Jared Leto's face is authentic. Oh, they didn't tell him what he was doing. So here we go. <laughs> Just sit on the couch. Don't look behind you. Not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily, but sort of. We decided to shoot the rehearsal of the actual murder without telling Jared. So Christian held back his performance until then, so that it would be a real surprise. When he screams, hey, Paul, and Jared turns around and sees Christian running towards him with the axe, he looks genuinely shocked. So yeah. yeah. He came out of with an axe. I mean, you... Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you do got to do that. Um, it was one of the, oh, this is also interesting. It was one of those scenes where everything does fall into place. By accident, the blood spray only hit one side of Christian's face. When you look at him head on, his face seems covered in blood. But when you look at him from the side, his face looks quite clean. It was a perfect metaphor for a Jekyll and Hyde aspect of Bateman, proceeding on the outside, bloody and psychotic on the inside, and it all happened by chance. Cool. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, that's a fun movie. And then also, uh, if you rewatch a scene or listen to uh, Christian Bale doing that, I mean, he sounds like Ace Ventura. Oh, you know, it's, yes, one hundred percent. That's probably why they thought this guy is crazy. He's just doing it. He's, he's, he's Ace Ventura <laughs> it up. But you know, you see, now that you say that, now I want to see Solo. Jim Carrey. <laughs> no, not I, I want to uh, see. I, I want to see a new Ace Ventura where like Christian Bale's like his brother or yes. something. Like we never that we haven't heard about. Yes. And they just come in. and They just fucking ham it up and they hate each other like, that's why I never talked about them then they both just go for it yeah I think Christian Bale could do it oh definitely I, especially yeah mm-hmm. 100% um, 
just just a cute, funny acknowledgement that Paul Rudd continues not to age. Um, Chris Evans was his uh, Instagram said, "Happy birthday to another favorite of mine, Paul Rudd. Enjoy celebrating the 21st anniversary of your 30th birthday, since that's clearly clearly the year you stopped aging." Pretty much. It is gonna be weird. When people younger than Paul Rudd start looking older than him, yeah, I mean he can't hide well, it, he can't hide his vampirism it, for much longer. It, it all depends on how long he stays. Because some people just like age gracefully, like the entire time, and it's sure. just like God fucking damn it. Maybe he t- maybe he takes care of his skin. Oh, uh, or he stays out of the sun. He doesn't Robert Redford it well, up. Well, some people also do like all of a sudden, if you, like it looks like they just like fall off a cliff. You know, where like everything's going fine, everything's going That's fine, true. then all of a sudden, like all in six months, it's like, whoa, all dude, sudden, what the fuck happened to you? All of a sudden, old. Yeah. Uh, so. We'll see if that ever happens to Paul Rudd. At this point, uh, he is. He, I mean, he's he's starting to he's starting to get a little uh, saggy in the here. A little. Bit. A little bit. Just a little saggy in the here. He's fifty-one. A little bit. Yeah. He still looks like he drank from the right grail. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, according to Hulu, Parasite breaking records. They Sounds about right. Put out a tweet. Hashtag bong hive rise up. Hashtag parasite. That's how it works, right? If you say it out loud and they hear it. Yeah. Hashtag parasite is now yes. the uh, number one independent slash international film to ever run on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Well, that's what happens when you get the, uh, you know, Oscar award winning best picture movie on your streaming service. It does help. It does help a lot. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool that's out there. People can watch it. Uh, I think I mentioned last week that I rewatched it. I enjoyed the hell out of rewatching it. Thought, thought, uh, even on the second viewing, it's it's tense and fun and interesting and weird. It's so cool. Okay, this is good. Shutter. Got that Shutter streaming service out there. That's the horror movie streaming service. <laughs> and I think it's relatively inexpensive, too. But they are uh, partnering here, or maybe it's just. Um, like a parent company type thing, but AMC Networks mm-hmm. will be running their Creep Show uh, TV show that they did okay. with uh, Greg Nicotero, who ran the show. He works already with uh, AMC mm-hmm. on Walking Dead, and they did a whole Creep Show series. And starting Monday, May fourth at nine PM, two episodes will air back to back each week. Final two arriving May eighteen. Each episode consists of two twenty-minute episodes or stories. So, uh, looking, looking, looking. Any more info? No, that's it. But horror anthology. Fun. You ever, what, I mean, most people, I think, watched uh, Tales from the Crypt. I mean, from time to time. It was more of a joke than anything. Really? You didn't, you didn't uh, even for, well, I guess, yeah, even for Camp Value. It, is, it was a campy show. I mean, yeah. No, um, he, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger directed an episode of Tales from the Crypt. He had a little flirtation with directing in the nineties. Sure, he directed an episode, and but he wouldn't be in an episode. So instead, he agreed as a compromise. He agreed to appear in a segment, like the opening segment with the Crypt Keeper, gotcha. and like he was wearing a shirt. I think of the show, it was like even for the Crypt Keeper, it was like really knocking down fourth yeah. walls, <laughs> even by their standards. Uh, and then he directed an episode, and then he went on to direct an episode, not an episode, a made for TV. Christmas movie. It's kind of weird. Like a, like a Lifetime yeah. mm-hmm. channel style. Yeah. Uh, if he did it today, it would have been a, a Hallmark movie. Yeah, definitely. 
maybe starring uh, uh, Will Ferrell. I mean, these things don't make sense anymore <laughs> now. What these people are doing, man. They have the ability to do anything they want. This is yeah. what they do sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tales from Crips. But it's ever getting Creep Show. Also, like, the Creep Show movie is cool. And then there's the um, Tales from the Dark Side. There's another one. I remember that. Remember that one. No. And then there's uh, obviously Twilight Zone movie. And I'm still, I'm still trying to think of the other one. Creep Show. There's Creep Show. There's Creep Show 2, technically. There's a few of them. And then there's one with Karen Allen in Three Stories. And what's the one with the monster under the stairs and Adrian Barbeau? Just Ed, Ed Harris is the Creep Show one. Now I'm just. Uh, now I'm just rambling as, as as Drew's looking things up. You know, yeah. face of non No, I got, I got no idea. All anthology uh, horror type stuff. It's fun because I like the anthologies, especially for horror, because it gets to the point pretty quick. Uh, it can be pretty satisfying, and if it doesn't work, it's over pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And they just move on to the next story mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Uh, sneaky anthology of sorts. That gets that touches on horror, but all sorts of genres. Holy Motors, remember Holy Motors, the French film Holy Motors? Yeah. And it's a uh, a guy is going through just a whole uh, his whole day is a vignette of different things, mm-hmm. and some of them are weird, and some of them are mundane, and and at the end it's just a strange ass movie. It's like a montage movie. Yeah. Uh, group show, TV show coming to AMC. You know, anyone get on that, getting down with that Quibi? Nope, nope, not that I'm aware of. No one, no one, right? I mean, apparently somebody, because it's a thing, so... Do you know what Quibi stands for? No idea. Quick Bites. Boo. Okay. Boo. I have a boo button. So it's just like, <laughs> so it's just shorts? Ten minutes, uh, I think is the average episode length. Okay. The point of it being, if you're on the go, if you're on the run, you can watch these things while you're like waiting for your Uber, or you're in the waiting room, or you're out and about doing things. What are people not doing now, Drew? Out and about doing things. Yeah, people are not home. doing anything. So, quit. so I, you need to kill as much time as humanly possible. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and doing it in ten minute episode increments. It's not going to help. Okay, so you can watch, binge the whole series in an hour. Okay, now what the fuck do I do? Bummer, right? <laughs> so, uh, Quibi. Uh, fell out of the top 40 apps on Apple like within a week. Yeah. Which is uh, not good for I them. wouldn't be surprised if that whole thing goes bankrupt. Yeah. Not the right time. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Try again in a couple years. Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg is the founder of it. Um, Katzenberg, obviously part of uh, DreamWorks. Uh, he's the, the K in KMG. Is it KMG? And then, oh. And they already have a, a canceled show. Before it even started in production, they already canceled a show. Variety reported that they were working on a show called Frat Boy Genius, which was a uh, uh, well-regarded 2018 blacklist script, and it was very social networky, but reverse about how the guy who started Snapchat uh, is a moron mm-hmm. who just like kind of lucked out and used the genius of everyone around him, and then proclaimed himself to be a genius, and now Snapchat is worth billions. And they're going to make that into a Kibu series, and it got canceled before it even got started. Fun. Yeah. What, what a bummer. Uh, 1.7 million downloads in its first week, but then dropping out of the top 40 pretty mm-hmm. quickly. But then the world changed. And then the world changed, and in the meantime, no one was really asking for it. Yeah, nope. No, no one's asking for shorter stuff, are they? Not, not that short. I'm saying movies don't got to be like two and a half hours anymore two and, all the time. 
you know, I appreciate a 90 minute movie. Yes. It doesn't mean I'm looking for a fucking 10 minute episode or something. No. I have an attention span. I do. Yes. Right. And these days with streaming services, I mean, my half hour shows are already down to 22 minutes. So that's true because they're accounting for commercials mm-hmm. and stuff. So the 22s, those are going by fast anyway. I'm watching three episodes in an hour. Uh, and then I'm not sitting in a, a waiting room somewhere for five minutes. My God, I'm so bored. No. Just like be present in the moment, guys. Mm-hmm. Just look at your shoes and navel gaze. And yeah, yeah. Contemplate the universe and your place in it and, or, and how shitty it is. Or pick up that stupid, dumb magazine in front of you and read the shitty article. Yeah, Paul threw that thing that 50 other people have probably uh, touched before you and then touch your mouth and then uh, and then cough on your hands and, mm-hmm. then, and then rub your hands on the on the armrest of the chair you're sitting in. And then go see Grandma. And then watch Quibi the whole time. Uh, yeah, these things aren't happening anymore. <laughs> no one's going to do none of this anymore. Nope. Uh, now, if you want to read a magazine in a waiting room, they're going to do a thing where they'll have a magazine set up in a, in a booth, and then you can walk up to it, and they'll have like gloves that you can stick your hands through. And you can sit there and do it like radiation style? Yeah, like radiation style. But then I guess yeah. other people's hands are in the gloves, so you're still, your hands are still touching. This is going to be tricky. This is going to be tough. We'll get around it somehow. Everybody wear clean suits all the time. Everyone. <laughs> that, you can, that you can then rip off when you touch something. Yes. To reveal the clean suit underneath it. Yes, yes. Disposable clean suits. A whole 10 layers of them every day. Mm-hmm. That's good for the environment. No, it's not. It's awful. HBO Max. Actually, they're already, <laughs> they're already finding PPEs washing up on the shore in some countries. Oh, of course. <laughs> Idiots. Bunch of morons. Parking lots everywhere full of uh, people's disposed gloves. Gloves that people wear, and then they touch everything, then they touch your face, and then they touch your phone, and then they throw a glove on the floor. Like, you people are stupid. <laughs> I hate you all. I hate you all. Yeah. HBO Max ordered three shows from Bad Robot. Uh, final story here we go. The Shining TV series. I heard about that. Yep. Called Overlook. Uh, so, stories I mean, of the it hotel. May or may not be good. You never know. Yeah, I mean, it's up in the air. It could be. Find the right tone, tell some good stories. It could be fine. I'm not anxious for some sort of a shining yeah. prequel. But then again, I really wasn't anxious for Doctor Sleep. And it was okay. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I still got to see that uh, that director's cut. The three hour. It's like three hours. <sighs> it's like three hours, Drew. <laughs> Come on, Dusters, a show about a getaway driver for a crime syndicate. It takes place in the uh, '70s, huh? so it's sort of like a, a period. Yeah type show uh, 1970s Southwest so Duster Desert and then the third show Justice League Dark Ooh, which they've been trying to do different versions of Justice League Dark for years over yeah. at DC Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro almost did one a yeah. few years ago a live action one uh, does it say whether it's going to be live action or am- animated I don't think it says no details outside of a major series based on DC characters in the Justice League Dark Universe. Cool. So we're talking about like possibilities. John Constantine, Swamp Thing, uh, Madam Xanadu. I don't know. Do you know Madam Xanadu? No. Do you know Dead Man? Uh, of. I know of Dead Man. Don't know the, the full story. How about Shade, the Changing Man? No. Zatanna? Zatanna's the magician girl, right? Yeah. She's... She plays magician, but she's like an actual like witch. <laughs> True. So to she, hide her powers. Exactly. She plays magician. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get that one right now. So uh, and that's cool. Are they gonna get Keanu Reeves to come back for Constantine? Uh, <laughs> if, if they don't, I'm severely disappointed. <laughs> they already have. They have that uh, ABC Agents of Shield Constantine that uh, they've used. Do they? Was that right? No, DC. No, Arrowverse. 
They have a Constantine. No. Did they even do a Constantine show? They did a Constantine show. No. So the answer is no. Um, This is interesting. At one point, Mark Romanek was set to direct the prequel called The Overlook Hotel with a script by Glenn Mazzara. Uh, the film was an origin story of sorts, or really the construction of the hotel and all the terrible things that followed. That would have been weird. Just because Mark Romanek, he's a um, one-hour photo. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Never Let Me Go. You see that one? Mm-hmm. That very sad movie. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if any of these are good. Eh, they probably won't be. But it's fine. Yeah, we're not. It's fine. We just we need more entertainment. I mean, we're starved for entertainment. You know that, Drew? We're starved for it. That's, what the, go- that's what the governor said anyway. Hmm. Okay. That's why he's like, WWE is essential business. People are starved for content. I mean, at least we that, got that. Those uh, are his exact, exact words, starved for content. We got that wacky Capone trailer. Drew, now I wish the movie was called Wacky Capone. That would have been, then I'd be more on board. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks ridiculous. It does, dude, it looks looks very strange. It looks, looks intense. Uh, Josh Trank, yeah. uh, director of Chronicle. Yay. That's what I'm saying. And Fantastic Four. No. no. And then he's finally back yeah. with Capone. And I saw a flash of Neil Brennan. Oh, yeah? I even see it. Like, he's definitely that. wearing glasses and a silly hat. That's weird. He's a so, Yeah. So it's like, what? Why? <laughs> Wait a minute. Why? He's trying to get paid, <laughs> Neil Brennan. I mean, I get it. But still. Um, the makeup looks, it's like caked on. It doesn't look that good. It reminds mm-hmm. me of Sean Penn in Gangster Squad mm-hmm. when he was playing Mickey Cohen. Yeah. It just looks like slathered on. It's like, if I can't wear a mask, at least I'll have the a, more, a the, visible amount of makeup. The more I watch this movie, though, the more it feels like the, the way that like the Capone ch- character is shot mm. and just like his actions and manner, like it feels kind of like Bronson. Sure. Yeah. Well, when you have so much uh, Hardy yeah. in there, really going for that's it what I'm saying. Top and playing such a violent character, absolutely. Yeah, it's, can, it's Tom Hardy going for it. You can <laughs> you can definitely feel that there. But unfortunately, as much as I like Chronicle, based on Fantastic Four, oh, I don't I don't think Josh Trank is a Nicholas Winding Refn. You know, you know, and uh, is that the only movie they did together? Yeah, he goes has done another one. And then he did. Then he went on to do. A bunch of Goslings. First, he did Mads Mikkelsen, then he did a bunch of Goslings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that looks wild and wacky. Wacky Capone. That looks weird. (laughs) It's a very strange looking movie. If they don't rename it, they might as well rename it. It was originally called Fonzo. Uh, Oh, that sounds so much better. Yeah, that's a wild wild title. It's like a Gonzo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But then they just changed it to Capone. Uh, All right, well. I think that's it for this week's show. Okay. So thank you, Drew. Mm. I appreciate it very much. Mm-hmm. And you are welcome, listeners, for this week's free episode. Go to our patreon.com slash Crespediso for, uh, for the good stuff for our deep dives recently. Um, what was the last one we just escaped from New York? Yes. yes. Uh, call me Pliskin. So we'll pick one, Snake. I mean, you, said, you told me something different earlier. Uh, and then we got a what's uh, I forgot we have a couple in the can so I forgot, yeah, we do. What's, I forgot, I forgot what's coming well, that, next that, that's why when you said Escape from New York I was like wait a minute which one are we talking about because we have a couple in the can yeah. I, don't, I don't remember which that was, one that was, last. Few, that was a few weeks ago already <laughs> but we did it um, and then May is coming up soon so that means another installment of Psychology. Yes, under siege. But we're getting into the big budget stuff. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, patreon.com slash Crespity. So, thank you, Drew, again. And you're welcome, listeners, one more time. We are out of here.
A PFT Media Production.